What's up, guys? It's your girl, Red Velvet, from straight out of your mama's kitchen, doing what I do best, stirring it up. And you are now watching Women's Wrestling Talk. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You are watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and we have an amazing show with nothing but an amazing guest. We have the founder of All Caribbean Wrestling, JB Cool. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I feel good, and I look even better. Man, that's why I love black people. Um, so let's let's get into it. So um, I good. saw the IG page pop up uh, probably about six months ago or so. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, uh, for people who don't know, I'm of Caribbean descent. So it always piques my interest when I see when I see, oh, we're having wrestling matches in the Caribbean. I know WWE mm -hmm. just had one in, in Puerto Rico, but it's not like, you know, you're seeing one in Jamaica or Trinidad and stuff like that, which is what all Caribbean wrestling is doing. So right. with that being said, let's take it all the way back. How did it okay. come about? Well, like I said, I have my parent company here in the States, Fighting Evolution Wrestling, based out of South Florida. Okay. And mainly mainly South Florida. We do some stuff up North Florida and Jacksonville area. Um, and a lot of our clientele, especially in South Florida, in Miami, when we are training them at the school, because I'm also the head trainer. Um, okay. Yeah. You, you know a few of my students. <laughs> I really do. Well. Oh, really well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to name one. Uh, Red Velvet is one of my student, students. Um, Paola Mayfield, who was on 90 Day Fiance, went to the NWA, one of my students. Uh -huh. uh, Layla Gray, one of my students. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Get a chance. So with that, they the area just brings a bunch of diversity already right. automatically in Miami. Mm -hmm. Everybody's from somewhere. And a lot of times coming up in the business, myself, uh trained professional wrestling started in 1999. Uh had my first TV contract in 2000 with a company called Urban Wrestling Alliance. And then did some indies, had some dark matches and stuff, but a lot of stuff was international work. A lot of international mm -hmm. work. You're talking from Mexico, um, in Japan, Australia. Um, like Australia was the first time I met Dixie Carter. We were both on a magazine cover. Weird. Huh. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Mm -hmm. And so keeping those contacts and uh, finding out that pro wrestling is more than what is presented in the States, uh, especially on TV with, at that time, WWE, uh, WCW, now mm -hmm. defunct. And seeing that one of the largest fan bases, especially being in Miami, was especially big, the Haitian community, uh, the Latin community, and they will be telling me about people that I knew about. It's just that so weird that they didn't really get that much public American promotion. Mm -hmm. uh, even back, back in the day when Ric Flair was on top of his game, he lost to a guy in the Dominican Republic yeah. in the Dominican Republic named mm -hmm. Jack Veneno. 
and Jack Veneno with the Dominican Republic, uh, of course, had connections with the people in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Puerto Rico, you had Carlos Colon, and then you also had Savio Vegas. And, you know, Savio Vega had a good run in WWE Los Puricas. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, man, why doesn't no one do any constant or episodic events in the Caribbean instead of these one-offs here and there? You hear something, right. but then there's nothing more. There's no follow-up. And so with most of my students being of Caribbean descent, <laughs> coming from Miami, Mm-hmm. And just putting together a business plan, it became a no-brainer to like, you know what, let me expand into the Caribbean and let me see. Uh, our first show that we did was in the Dominican Republic. Big turnout. Yeah. Big turnout. I was like, wow, look at this. We did a couple more shows in the Dominican Republic. Then we did a tour uh, in Haiti in the Dominican Republic. Big turnout to the point where the original place we had booked, we had to cancel that. And then they put us in the stadium in Petchenville. And it was wow. It was so big that we had people <laughs> that came up with pyro and fireworks. And it was wow. It was like, what? So then it was just like, okay, man, that's 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 where it was. It was just seeing the love that the people had, and then being told, especially by the government, like, man, we would love to have this because we don't get it unless they stream it. Because, you know, they don't have regular cable. They have right. to stream whatever comes on TV. So whatever at that time WWE is putting out, that's all they get unless they go mm-hmm. to YouTube and see whatever's out there. And so I was like, oh, wow, man, I would love to do this and get in contact with people in the Bahamas. A guy met me on a show uh we did in the bahamas one of these one-offs and he wanted me to come back and we made it work and we did shows in the bahamas and so now i'm like wait a minute we did haiti dominican republic in the bahamas and we're getting calls to go to barbados uh panama and all these places in the caribbean we're getting calls we're getting calls and i'm like man i'll talk to my partner one of my partners you may know my partner he's been around a long time former wwe superstar pope elijah burke okay yeah. And I was just like, man, I think this would be great to branch off and just focus on doing something where people would appreciate the business. There's no saturation. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Right. Location, location, location. And given the people that opportunity of seeing live professional wrestling, because we can end up getting a studio, we could tape and send stuff on TV, on air, on YouTube. We could do that, right, but to get them to actually see it live would be a blessing. And again, uh, the next step after that was Trinidad. We got to Trinidad, we did a couple seminars. It was the first people was myself, Pope and Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. And we went down there and the people came out and they loved it to the point where three months later, we ended up having our first show. We had about 1500 people. Wow. And it was just like, yeah. I was just like, wow, look at this. They wanted us to come back. The ministry got on board. They started sponsoring us. And it was like, oh man, look at this. And then we getting calls back from the other people. Hey, why are you not coming back? We're like, man, look. And on it, you know, 
and then it's yeah, like and then we the, got uh, go on. Yeah, and then we got the call to go to Jamaica. And the thing about Jamaica is I already knew a guy there. He used to wrestle in the, the old NWA mm -hmm. uh, by the name of the Jamaican jammer Bobby Wells. He used to do a lot with the Haitian sensation, Tyree Pride, if you know the name, Kevin Sullivan, all of them back there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a little side note, in the Bahamas, back in the 80s, 90s, Kevin Sullivan and Tyree Pride would, would be equivalent to if you saw a match right now between, I don't know, uh, I would I would say, like right now, if I had to say right now, it would be a match. If you saw a match between Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega, right? Oh, okay. That's how big they were then in the Bahamas mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. Kevin Sullivan was really like this evil guy and uh, it was great you know and so Bobby Wells I told him what we're doing he says yeah JB yeah JB I, I see everything you're doing I was going to ask you I was going to call you I said well why are you waiting what's the problem <laughs> and so again same thing we spoke to the, the ministry the government put together a proposal and then next thing you know, this, this past September, we had our first show. And again, we had about five, about four or 500 people there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting ready to do our second show this week in Montego Bay. Which is so that that's that that was been my question when I when I saw it on Instagram and it popped up and um, shout to Gerard. Gerard's going to be one of the commentators for you guys. Um, so I'm really happy yeah. for him. Um, but it was just kind of like our people, because when you think of the Caribbean, you think of soccer and the track of it all. Those are kind of the mm -hmm. two big sports. And yeah. um, I did grow up watching wrestling with my dad, who's from the islands. Okay. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't comparable to like the wrestling fans of today or what I hear people talk about their parents. It was more of like, it's a Sunday, wrestling came on in Toronto on Sunday in the evening. It was a family thing. You know, this is just what we did. But I also knew right. now, and so it wasn't much else on on television. So I never really got to ask him about why he chose that. But that was the thing. I don't, I don't necessarily know if he was a fan like that. So okay. I never really associated wrestling and the Caribbean. So when it's when when um, all Caribbean wrestling popped up, I'm like, are people really going to like buy into this? And now mm -hmm. you're telling me there's so many different shows and stuff like that. Now it kind of goes back to um, wrestling on a whole. You know, the mm -hmm. fact that now we're kind of getting this um, this renaissance of black wrestlers. I just interviewed right. uh, Janai Kai from M MLW and in interviewing her, I just re realized in the last three years, we had Jade Cargill as champion. We had Bianca mm -hmm. as champion, we have Trin mm -hmm. as champion, Janai yep. Kai as champion, which is like, when you think of that in like, it's not like, oh, it was spread out over a 10 year period. It's like within the last two or three years, all these women have been champion who are, who are black. And when right. you think about that, people often think and myself as well was like, okay, well, there should be a space for black wrestlers and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of us. And are we really supporting? Because at the end of the day, you can love whatever sport, mm -hmm. but the people who are putting it on, if the money's not there, 
you can do whatever you want. Like, yes, I want to see this, but you're not supporting buying the merch or watching the television or all these other things. Right. Then right. this person can't give you what you want because it costs money. So right. now that you're saying you're like, there's 1,500 people and 500, like that's, you know, that's way more. Because I was like, how many people are actually coming? Here's, here's the deal about it. Here's the difference. Well, and I'm quite sure you probably go to local shows, right? Mm -hmm. So at a local show, you're going to pay what, 15, 20 bucks? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a 15, 25, yeah. Yeah, well, over internationally, it's 35, 40. Mm. Okay. You understand what I'm saying now? Yeah. So, and it's not that uh, I'm trying to do it to, to price gouge, but it's the value of the talent that is coming. Mm -hmm. Because all my shows are produced with great production so there's lighting and all of that right but i'm also valuing the talent that i'm bringing because right now we put the value hey between myself and pope to where now even mark henry is a part of our company i saw that i was going to ask about that how did that all okay yeah, we, we, yeah we're going to get to that so uh the and all the shows that we have um we're bringing in quality talent that it's equivalent to if you go to a meet and greet or to another show, this is what you're already going to pay for. Mm -hmm. In addition to the ticket, or if you got some kind of VIP package to watch the show. Okay. So we're just putting it all in one price and all of that comes with it. So it's pretty much the same thing. It's just that we rather do it right at the rip. So yeah. that way you're getting value. You're getting a fully produced show. Nobody's just coming out of a black curtain in the back. You got lighting, you got all this, you got digital screens and all the good stuff going on. And um, but that's exactly what attracted Mark, because Mark, he calls me up. Mind you, this is out of the blue. Well, really not out of the blue. And uh, one of my referees who worked in WWE, um, mm -hmm. Mark Harris, uh, him and Justin King, my main referees, both used to work in the E. And it was like, hey, man, uh, Mark wants to uh, talk with you. I said, Mark, who? <laughs> and in wrestling, you thinking here comes the joke, here comes the punchline. I'm getting ready to talk to some Mark, right? That's 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 just what, that's what's going on. You you're you're automatically on alert. You're like, okay, Mark, right. here we go. Give it to me. Like, no, no, Mark Henry. I was like, yeah, whatever. Give him my number. <laughs> Kid you not, calls me that night. Hey, bro, what's up, Mark? <laughs> Mark, who? Henry. Talk to <laughs> he gonna kill me. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And then I talked to him. You haven't talked to his wife because the thing is he initially went to Vince to pitch doing a Caribbean show and Vince turned mm. it down. And now where he's working, he pitched it to him. I'm like, we got your back. And so he came on board. He came down to Trinidad and the people went nuts. That's why I said we had like 1,500 people. They were like, oh my God, he's here. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, there's Pope. Oh, wait a minute, there's the Bollywood boys. We know them too. And it was just mm -hmm. like, you know, and at the same time, it all lined up on um, Mark Henry, Pope, the Bollywood boys being Indian, Indians down in Trent. It, it just all lined up. Mm -hmm. And so they saw that we actually bringing something that they never thought they could realize would come live because they're so mm -hmm. used to having food or carnival, food type festivals, some kind of concert, but mm -hmm. professional wrestling, we only see that on TV. Right. That's it. 
we're fans of. And of course, when they saw it, you know, they asked for the, oh, it's John Cena and Randy Orton coming. I'm like, man, we got to educate you guys. <laughs> that, that, that I mean that's often the case. They always go kind of go to the big because everybody just thinks it's 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 wrestling. It's all the same. It's like no, nah, there's, right. there's there's levels to this, but it's, it's still the right. fact that they know that's a good thing. Is that they know, and then some of them will tell you, well, yeah, I remember Pope when he used to be with ECW, and they start telling you, and they the thing is when you get this chance to see them their faces by when they're telling you their 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 memories of watching it, and they know. You're not playing them like, okay, I'm going to come in with this old school 80s format. They're going to, nah, that ain't going to cut it. They know. They know everybody. They know all the stories. Hell, they can, I could bring somebody random and they'll probably touch telling you about certain pay-per-views just mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like, they're, it's a big fan base. And, and once you know that, then it just, like I said, it just became a marriage made in heaven and making the company and partnering with certain people on the ground from my personal experience of traveling and just like, Hey guys, you're going to be the ground people and making it work that way. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's insane. So as far as I guess the, the Mark Henry of it all, is he yeah. partnered with you guys or he just want to come down to kind of see what you guys are doing? Partner. No, he's on board. Uh, matter of fact, we're in the process of working on something that, I got my fingers crossed. I, if, if it works, uh, we'll come back to this conversation. I'm going to say, see, remember I was trying to tell you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to it. And I promise you it's, it's going to be big. Okay. Big. Yeah. So then the next question is, because unfortunately, you know, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm super proud of Gerard, him booking the gig. He's going to Jamaica. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't get that invite and it's okay. Wait but a minute. How do, <laughs> how do, how do, how do, how do we, the people who are not in Jamaica, how do we get to view this? When, when, where, Easy. all the things? Well, first of all, let me answer that question. Then I'm going to tell you my, my thought process. My, well, not my <laughs> thought process, the actual true facts, though. Because people that talk to, that not know me, they know I start keeping it real. And you'd be like, oh, my God, JB, you can't say that. But uh, <laughs> you can watch it on the website. Okay. Uh, allcaribbeanwrestling.com. It's right on the front page where it says ACW Live. The stream is already set and ready to go, so we're live streaming it. Okay, um, so then you don't have to pay for it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it away. Here it is. You get to hear it as exclusive. I'm giving it away. So I just hope the people in Jamaica don't hear that. Um, <laughs> giving it away, and there's a there's a reason behind it. Like I said, I'm gonna get to that. Or you can just go to the YouTube channel, All Caribbean Wrestling, and you, you'll see the stream that's is there too. It's it's public. Okay. It's not it's not private. Um, the the reason for that is, and again, once you start learning what it is that the islands want in return, you know they're getting a full live professional wrestling show, something that they can never they never imagine. In certain places they had it, but then it just fell off. Right. But you want the full backing of the island instead of you just getting little sponsorships here and there. And in other words, we get, you know, flights and hotels, but we want the full backing, right? And the one thing all islands want is heads to beds. Mm -hmm. They want to bring people in. What can we do? So we put together our offer package. Number one, Mark Henry alone um, 
because he sits on the Olympic board for weightlifting. Mm -hmm. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. He's currently on TV. So that alone, that strength brings in a lot of positivity. They say, okay, that opened the door to them. Like, okay, okay. That actually opened more than the door. Right. So now it's like, well, what else can we do? And I gave them another plan. I said, here, this is the plan. Because the product that we're pushing in the Caribbean is more family oriented because that's how most Caribbean folks are. Mm-hmm. And that, that okay, now they close the door behind me. They locked it. said nobody else come in. Now we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. Right? And so Jamaica wants to do a full day July 6th of 2024 in Kingston. This is an exclusive now. I'm giving it to okay. you. Nobody know. Because it haven't been advertised. But July 6th, they want us to do a full day event, meaning from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. That includes all type of stuff. Meet and uh-huh. raise, uh, kids stuff. Because they are already backing the full thing that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of some of the names that are attached, of course, Mark Henry, RVD. I'm going to tell you all the names. If you heard what I just said, and you heard me. and uh, Okay, okay, okay. But this is the only event in Jamaica that allows for both kids and adults to attend. They normally mm-hmm. have is either or, either kids or it's only right. adults. And so with them loving pro wrestling and this is a family oriented event, they've already cut the check. And this is not even the end of 2023 yet. Nice. Um, and so along those lines, uh, there's some people that if you could read between the lines that Mark is talking to about coming on, putting their brand on. And if that happens, but it opens up a different market because the Caribbean market shares the same market with the Latin market. Yeah. And okay. And there's some people that want to expand into the Latin market that they are not currently in, Mm -hmm. even though they are on mainstream TV, not saying no names. But if you read between the lines, you understand where I'm going with that. Okay. And so that has opened up the door. That's the part where I said we'll come back to it to telling you how big this 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 thing is really has become to the point where I myself have to bring on more help. More help. And I don't mind. And I'm more of a more of a what are you doing now? Because the world changes. And I was mm-hmm. just talking about this with my boys. It's like there are kids younger. And I'm going to say kids because I'm older than I look. <laughs> there are kids that are making crazy videos and money and things that, mm-hmm. like, man, I never imagined. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Def- there's, there's, there's some of them who are thinking outside the box that you even think right. that was even possible. Right. Right. And that was also the backing of all career wrestlers. Like, man, it's like. You know, having representation matters. So if I'm going to look at something and say, like, man, I want to be like that. My character is JB Cool, my my guy, my guy, while everybody was in there, Hulk Hogan's and nothing wrong with that. And, and, and Macho Man and nothing wrong with that. I was in the two cold Scorpio, you know. And just knowing representation matters to some people 
And part of my pitch to them was like, imagine being able to have a place where people in the Caribbean could come and train and grow from this. So making it right. not just a, a show, but something that is something that can be generational, something that right. can be a mainstay because you guys already love it. You don't have to wait for the stream. You're growing it here. And that was part of the sale that they love. You know, and I basically just said, and I ended the imagine a Jamaican version of the rock, you know, and it was just like, Oh my God, you said it. And we love you. And I was just like, yeah, okay. We're going to so, go with that. So I guess the question is, um, mm -hmm. and I may have missed it too. The question is, I'm like, like I referenced before, we had WWE who went to Puerto Rico, and oftentimes we do hear of some promotions going to Puerto. I'm always here in Puerto Rico. That's kind of the uh -huh. main place that I hear most of the time. Why mm -hmm. has up until this point, and it's actually still because they haven't gone to those places. Why has mm -hmm. the Caribbean been left out? Is it more of, I think back to when you talk about um, black movies and stuff like that, there was okay. a period of time where there was no black movies and they're saying, oh, well, people don't want to see black movies. It's not generating, nobody's coming to the box office. And then Black Panther comes out and then, you know, the world loses their ish. Well, so I can tell you, I can tell you, cause I'm also in the, sh that, that's part of my other life. I do TV production. So okay. I know what they look at. The mm -hmm. model that they look at is what they are selling. Why, basically why reinvent the wheel? Right. If I'm making all this money here, why go somewhere to where this product is not going to sell? So imagine if you didn't have access, the the, the, the thing is also about access. So everybody has access to YouTube or some kind of streaming platform or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just just take that away for a second. And but you heard about wrestling through the old school way, like you read about it in a paper, or heard it on the radio. Right. If. I took away that and brought some of the stories and ideas of what they're selling to the market that they're the current market that they're marketing to, to the mm -hmm. Caribbean, it will not get over because it doesn't mm -hmm. relate. It doesn't gotcha. relate. So a big wig will say, why lose that and go to the Caribbean when I think that's small? But what they don't understand is the depth of the Caribbean and all the folks and where everyone mm -hmm. comes from and the whole right. diaspora right. of that. And so they don't waste their time because mm -hmm. why? The people that they're pushing do not look like the people that they're selling to in right. the Caribbean. You look at what just happened with Kofi when he won mm -hmm. it. I don't know if you know, but the whole entire Caribbean celebrated. They right now just recently made a library in his name in Ghana. Yeah, I saw <laughs> You're that. laughing. Yeah. He went back. He had the full dress. dress yeah, I on. remember. I saw the pictures there. Okay. Yeah. But, and, and they did all that. Why? Because representation matters. And a lot right. of people don't know. It's like, if you notice, and it's still the old school type way where some of the talent, they don't even announce where they're really from. They announce, oh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. But the point I'm making is, but they don't announce that in the TV that they're on. Right. Jade Cargill, her family's from Montego Bay. Yeah, I know that. But the point I'm making is like, the mainstream will not allow them to identify with that too much. I mean, Kofi Kingston got to be from Jamaica, but even though they switched in, yeah. put him, yeah. And, you know, they still to this day, from Miami, Florida, The Rock, he just, that's, that's where we're going to sell you. 
So it's all about how they're going to sell the brand versus your background. We're going to sell. Yeah. The, we're selling the brand first. The brand mm-hmm. comes before your personal. And but a lot of the athletes are or mainstream pushed minority athletes have Caribbean background. And it's just it's just crazy that in all these years, there's never really been a mainstream company to tour. Well, I don't want to say tour, but to have a mainstream product in the islands. And the only company that only place that did it was Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. because Puerto Rico, Caribbean, and they broadcast throughout all the islands. And that's mm-hmm. why those guys, Carlos Colon, Victor Javik, all those guys, they hit because they knew who they were. Right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very it's very interesting. So with that being said, in your hope. So we have we have the pay-per-view coming um, November 4th. Right. Yeah. Which is a Saturday, November 4th. Do yep. you and now you have a, I'm sure you have a whole lineup set up for 2024. What is the um, ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is actually being realized like daily. And why I'm saying that is because we were already approached by the Caribbean, this Caribbean television network to produce a weekly show. Yeah. 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 Um, One of them being uh, television Jamaica, but they have these other uh, Carib one, Mm -hmm. but they, they've all, want to do an hour long weekly programming. And I said to them, I'm like, man, that's, that's where we want to be. Uh, the ultimate goal is actually having re re reinventing my, my, my school and putting a school in the Caribbean. Now the point, the place is, is that's the problem is the where yeah. it's the uh-huh. where it's the where, however, that might not be a problem because of the backing and the stuff that we're getting to be able to bring people in because they told me they want to plan to where they ask, how long does training normally take? I said, that's, that's a, that's an open-ended question because I still train to this day because Mm -hmm. you never stop learning. You never stop learning. I said, you know, I said, but to officially get somebody to feel comfortable, probably up to a year. Mm-hmm. To make them feel comfortable to doing the basics. I said, but then there's more stuff, but a good year. And they want to start bringing people in, finding a place to house them, find a place for them to train. And I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you guys are moving <laughs> faster than y'all reputation. <laughs> so, you know, you know, this is not island time what you're talking. This is. Yeah, it's not even talking now, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, that's that's the that's that's one of the ultimate goals is to provide that platform to where they normally don't have the opportunity to get it because that's the one thing that they want is like if you guys have it there why can't we have it here I said well you can mm-hmm. I said you can I said it's just a matter of the logistics if you're gonna have the school you know people are gonna want to come in mm-hmm. and they're gonna want to come in from all over I said I wouldn't want to do it in Dominican Republic. Because then they have a hard time letting the people that want to from Haiti come in. Yeah, it's another story. Because of their little problems, right? Yeah. So don't want to do it in Trinidad because then it's way over there. I said, more somewhere Central Caribbean. Jamaica looks like the place. 
oh, why not Puerto Rico? Well, Puerto Rico has too much and Puerto Rico has too many rules. Mm -hmm. Too many. That's unnecessary. We were supposed to actually do a show. This show right here, November 4th, mm -hmm. was originally booked at the beginning of the year to be in Puerto Rico. But yeah, Puerto Rico have some rules and certain people don't like certain people and it's just like, you know what? We're going to reevaluate that. We'll, we'll come back to that another time. Okay. And so, but that's the ultimate goal is like to have the TV, a weekly programming um, in hopes to keep it going to where the this generation that knows only what they see on TV versus the older generation who knows the old school stuff and mm -hmm. just love wrestling be something in the household again, just like your dad on Sunday. Hey, come sit and watch this with, and it's a family show. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Okay. So let's get into promoting the event. Right. Uh, who for November 4th, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I know you, you, um, you posted it on social, but for people who are watching this November 4th, right. who can we look forward to seeing all the things? Oh man. So in our main event, we got the ACW champion, the Pope Elijah Burke, uh, taking on up and comer from St. Lucia, uh, the integrator Malik Bo City, one half of tag team Culture Inc. Okay. Uh, we also have PJ Black taking on uh, Jay Rios. We got the big girl Vanessa Craven. Uh, Taking on the cannibal Savannah Evans. Our ACW women's champ, uh, which is Queen Aminata, but the other champ for my FEW is Maserati. Mm -hmm. uh, she's going to be taking on Cassandra Golden. Uh, my girl Red Velvet's going to make an appearance. Um, and then we have a couple local guys, uh, Father Isaiah Bronson. Uh, is going to be taking on one of my students, Bruce Cross, and uh, this other guy named Leroy Jones taking on Tito Collada. Oh, and then the New Nation tag the team. Nation. Yeah, the New Nation. Okay. And uh, taking on the local Jamaican brothers called the Kentish Brothers. Yeah. Boom. So there, so there it is. Uh, mm -hmm. You said there's several ways for people to watch it. So it's happening yep. November 4th. What time? Uh, Eastern time because Jamaica is one hour back, mm -hmm. uh, but Eastern time or Jamaican time is going to be six o'clock. Eastern is going to okay. be seven. So that means uh, West Coast is going to be four. Okay. There, there, there it is. And there any, any other shows uh, this year? Or is that going to be the last show for the year? We have another show this year, December 16th. Um, we're combining it with... Um, Man, I don't know if I want to say this, but it, you know what it is, what it is. Um, it's a show that we call Reefer Mania. Whatever y'all okay. just thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Google okay. it. Reefer Mania Miami. Google it. So December 16th in Miami, uh, we're going to have our end of the year show. That's where we usually, you know, do our end of the year awards and accomplishments for everything that we've accomplished as a company. Mm -hmm. And we have a dinner the night before, then we have the show the next day. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I guess the next question I have is for the people who are who's involved in all Caribbean, as far as the wrestlers, uh -huh. 
do they have to be of Caribbean descent and or um, I mean, I mean, I know you have the Bollywood boys, but there's a huge mm -hmm. Indian population across the Caribbean. So right. uh, do the wrestlers have to be of Caribbean descent? Like eventually will we see like white folks in all the <laughs> We've had, we've had, like I said, that show we had in Trinidad, uh, we had my boy, long time, Tom Latimer. Mm -hmm. That's my guy. Like, yo, that dude, man, I'm surprised he's not on top of the world. And trust me, that dude can do the, that dude can sell. Um, we had Jamie Stanley from uh, NWA. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's not just for all people of Caribbean descent. It's for all people. It's just we have a focus on those of Caribbean descent because we are in the Caribbean, and giving them something that they can look forward to from their own people, from their own countries, that, hey, we're not just track and field or cricket and soccer. We can also do this too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boom, well, there it is. We'll let people know where they can find you and also find All Caribbean Wrestling. Easy. Social media, Instagram, all at All Caribbean Wrestling, uh, allcaribbeanwrestling.com. Uh, you can send your emails for your bookings to <laughs> to uh, all Caribbean wrestling at Gmail. Uh, and then that's about it. Easy. And Everything, you want people to find wrestling. you too, or you just they'll find you through all Caribbean wrestling? Uh, no, nah, they can find me through there. Um, <laughs> of course, you can look me up at Showtime JB Cool, um, or at few underscore survive. Um, so I'm there as well, yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. Well, thank you so much. I, I will definitely be watching. Um, so thank you for coming. Definitely everybody go and check out All Caribbean Wrestling. It's going to be a great event. I mean, that lineup seems amazing. So um, oh, and yeah. so much things to come for 2024, especially that event in Jamaica. I already can see I already can see some names. So we'll we'll talk about it offline to confirm. Um, <laughs> you, you, you let me know he's not recorded. We can we can talk. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. You are watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and we have an amazing show with another amazing guest. She is coming straight out of your mama's kitchen, AEW star. Please welcome Red Velvet. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? How I are am you? good. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm sure the people who are watching is doing well, too, because you are blessing us with this interview and on the screen, oh, all the things. Um, but let's get into this, because... I was talking to JB today and, you know, our fellow host Gerard Bonner is going down to Jamaica for um, all Caribbean wrestling and you're going to Jamaica too. Yes. Uh, I am not going to Jamaica and that's fine. No hate, no shade. <laughs> um, but let's talk about, let's talk about why, why are you going to Jamaica and what you'll be doing down there? Um, well, everyone who, knows the back record, back story. JB is my trainer. He trained me as well as La Rosa. So I, coming up, of course, always like to give back. And I always told him that if he had any shows available, I'd love to do them. I love to come in, help out. I love to see the new talent coming by uh, and seeing what they can do. And if I can help in and get in there and get in with them or 
you know, do other things to help the promotion. That's my way of giving back for um, just him training me and how far I've came and just a, a little thank you to him. So I had the time I had the calendar date open when he asked me and I was like, Jamaica, like, you know, I could just who doesn't want to go to Jamaica? So I, I will do. be. I will be doing a, a meet and greet. I know that for sure. Maybe a little commentary mm -hmm. and um, the rest you have to tune in to see what else I have up my sleeve that I will be doing in Jamaica. Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the, the journalist in me has to ask, and, you know, I know I may or may not get it to answer, but, you know, you, you said you might be doing some commentary. Is there a possibility in your packing, you're going to be packing um, something to wrestle in? Absolutely. You always pack wrestling gear. You always pack wrestling gear. A card is always subject to change. Emergency happens. Things happen. The show must go on. Number one rule, you always pack your gear. If you're going to a wrestling event and your name is on the card of some sort and you wrestle, I say you always bring your wrestling gear. Yeah, they, I will be taking wrestling gear. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You, de you guys definitely have to tune in um, tune with in. this event. You can watch it on YouTube. You can go to the website and we'll post that all in the description and all the things. Um, but it's happening November 4th. Um, a lot of great matches um, with all Caribbean wrestling. This is what I was talking to JB about. Um, and like, how important is it? Because when I saw the Instagram post, I was like, damn, like all Caribbean wrestling, like this is amazing. I want to see this. I love, you know, the, the fact that it's embracing you know, my culture and seeing, cause I didn't think wrestling was a big thing in the islands and JB proved me wrong. He gave me some history and I was like, oh damn, my bad. Um, so for yourself, seeing that and seeing it go to different islands and seeing it, you know, in Trinidad, Jamaica, um, stuff like that. Like, what is the feeling behind that? Um, well, firstly, I'm of Colombian descent. Yes, my mom and my dad are both, we're both born in Colombia. So I'm Afro-Latina, you would say, cause I'm sure in my dad's background, there's African-American, of course. But I've actually been a part of helping JB in like bringing Caribbean wrestling to other Caribbean countries, because believe it or not, it wasn't until I went to all these shows with him that we realized that there really was wrestling there, but years ago. And it's almost mm -hmm. like people have forgotten about it. So just him bringing it back, it's been so successful because everyone kind of like in the older people when they hear about it they always show up to these shows because it was around during their time when they were kids right. and it just kind of disappeared so i think they really appreciate him bringing it back i actually went with him it was myself let me speak correctly it was jb pope and myself we went to trinidad for the first time we did a seminar and mm -hmm. everyone showed up to that seminar. They couldn't, some people even were honest in Trinidad and said that they showed up because they didn't believe that it was really what was, it was wrestling that was gonna go on. Right. So I've been very fortunate enough with, um, to be in, in the same, you know, while JB has been helping bring wrestling to the Caribbean. So we've done Dominican Republic, Haiti, the Bahamas, Trinidad, and now Jamaica. So I'm very fortunate to have been a part of that and from the beginning. And he always tries to include me because like I said, I always love to give back. And if I can go out and help even the female talent that's out there, there was a couple young girls the first time we went to Trinidad and they were just so grateful for me to be there and share my story. And I still talk to some of them and even to see them a couple shows back where I went to the last Trinidad show, they were there just mm -hmm. shows, um, just, 
even what an impact we made just off going there for the first time. And I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm, I'm always happy when he nails another country in another country because it's just, we all love wrestling. That's like the goal and what ties us all together in the wrestling community. So the fact that he's doing that and every time he invites me to somewhere new, I'm like, oh, it's just, it makes me more proud. Nice. So is there any talks or future talks of a show happening in your home country? There is a couple shows that have occurred. I'm not, well, have been spoken about. I've been asked in multiple um, occasions because my dad was a professional boxer in Colombia. Him and his brother held, um, they both were one of the only brothers in Colombia to hold flyweight championships, uh, both in their time of boxing. So um, they had a lot of importance there and it, it just is more special now to hopefully one day go and do not what he did, but what I love in the same country that brought him so much fame and helped him get out there. There's been talks, not with JB. That's maybe a conversation I should have with him on trying. There was a couple companies that tried to do it. Some things didn't tie in. And um, fortunately, they were working with some people I will could not work with. So I was not able to do the show. But I'm hoping that maybe, you know, maybe it's meant to be. And maybe with uh, either All Caribbean Wrestling or FEW, that that can happen one day. Because that, um, I think, would tie in to just me and building my legacy and seeing with my dad did for us and our family and just tying it all together would be a very emotional moment i think everyone dreams to be able to wrestle it either in their home state or home country so i hope so i'll manifest it for sure okay i, I mean yes and i did hear another interview where you're talking about the manifestation and crystals and stuff like that um is that sometimes because I've, I've done it as well and i find with life sometimes you ebb and flow as far as being very consistent and sometimes it's like it, you can't necessarily get to it is that has that been something that's been consistent in your life and how has it changed your perspective on things it's something that i think from the moment i started i wouldn't say wrestling because i don't think right when i started wrestling i did a lot of like crystal stuff it was more like right before i started aw and my process throughout aw where i really got into it but what I really like about all that is that it's all energy. So there's times where like your life is going to be busy. And as long as you keep a mindset, then you don't always have to worry about like, oh, my God, I didn't clean my crystals. Like something bad's going to happen. I don't ever think yeah. like that. I just think, OK, I'm having a bad day or I'm having a day where I feel a little bit off. Like, OK, this is the day to meditate. I wish I could be very super consistent, wake up every day, meditate every day, but I'd be lying. And that's not in my nature to say, yeah, I do that. No, I don't do it every day. Some days are harder than others. There's days where we're all just existing and trying to exist. Um, mm -hmm. But I do just try my best to keep a positive mindset because a positive mindset for me can change my day like that. I can hold on to something bad that's happened to me all day and the day would just be part of my French, just shitty. But as soon as I'm like, I'm going to find the positive in this situation, because it's also crazy to think the more you just stare for the negatives, the more the negatives are there. Yep. I always wake up and say, I choose to see the world today with love and light, like just a lot of showings of love. And the more you ask for that, the more I think you see that. And I think that's something we lack in the world, just love. And more people throughout love you know, we wouldn't be where we're at. But that's another story for another day. I try to be as consistent as I can, but the mindset is what needs to be consistent. I try my best to keep the mindset right because then everything else kind of aligns. Okay. I like it. I like it. So 
you are going to Jamaica. Um, this is a two-parter, but we'll start with the first part. Um, <laughs> I am a lover of West Indian food. Uh, you are going to one of the hubs as far as like West Indian food, the jerk chicken of it all, all that stuff. Is there a food that you're looking forward to partaking in while you're there? Well, when we went to Trinidad, the people that we were with were so kind to show us around and we tasted some of their food. So I'm assuming JB's really good at like wanting to show us the culture when we go there. He always takes care of us. We the hotels always take care of us. He I just saw that the brochure was like all you can eat, all exclusive. And I was like, we think like he thinks, oh, you know, he's doing me a favor, but like he just always takes care of us. But I know that they will definitely take us out so i'm just open to anything like what oh my jerk gosh. chicken i like jerk chicken but i just i love to taste a little bit of everything from every country because it's so different so yeah i'm excited i don't have a specific food i'm willing to try anything as i've gotten okay. older now i used to be very picky when i was younger but now i just have a different my palate has changed and i just have a different appreciation for food and i watch a lot of like Gordon Ramsay and cooking channels now. So uh -huh. I'm really excited, mostly about the food. If you had to ask me what I was most excited about first is the food, of course. Did you have doubles or roti in Trinidad? D uh, yes, I did. Are those, oh. um, we had- They're like the little food. bread things with the curry in it. Yes, yes. That is like, yes. yeah, that is- We that had, is um, I've, I'm not sure if it was the same thing. I wouldn't even know how to explain it, but it was like, I can't say it was a tortilla because it wasn't. Yeah. It was like soft and mm -hmm. you like use it itself to scoop the meat. Yeah, that's that called roti. Yeah, it's okay. called roti. Yes. Um, it's like, oh, that is my, that is my, that is, that is my everything. That is my life. Like I can, we, that's, you know, if you say roti to me, you can literally kidnap me with that word. It's just, <laughs> it's just the best thing ever. Um, but um, so talking about Jamaica, another wrestler who is Jamaican, you're part of her baddies crew, Jade Cargill. She has since moved over to WWE. Have you guys talked? Because I think the the last time uh, you were talking about it, everybody kind of assumed that she was going to be, you know, coming back to AEW in order to kind of get back her title, all the stuff. And then she kind of moved over to WWE. Not necessarily talking about that logistics, but have you guys talked since then as far as, you know? Any communication? You, you Absolutely. Um, I've been gone. So I have have not been on television while she was continuing her streak and after she lost the belt and all that. Um, but yes, once everything was official and I knew that she could talk about it i went ahead and contacted her congratulated her we talked and uh, i just told her i'm happy for her you know at the end of the day she chose to do what was best for her and that's i don't know why anyone would think i'd have anything else to say or anything bad because it's her future and she's yeah. allowed to make the choices that she wants so she's a superstar she wants to be a star she is a star and if that's what she thought was better for her, I'm happy for her. I let her know. I didn't really speak on it before when it was, um, you know, speculations and going around and stuff because it's her privacy. So once everything was out in the open, I did send her a message and, and I wished her the best. And we've had some talks here and there now and stuff like that. But we're, I'm happy for her. I really am. Yeah. And that's the that, world. Yeah, that part. And that speaks to um, the era of the Black 
woman wrestler. I was just um, interviewing Janai Kai, who is the featherweight champion for MLW, right? And then you had Jade Cargill, who was AEW champion at one point. We had uh, Mercedes, you have Trin, you have Bianca, all within the last like three years, right? Which is, if you asked me that seven years ago, or even five years ago, there would have been no, like, if somebody said, this is, this is what's going to happen, this is what we're going to see across the 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 wrestling kind of universe i would say yeah there's no way so you being a wrestler and seeing all this like what how does that make you feel and um what do you think the possibilities are i think now uh wrestling has advanced so much that the possibilities are endless you know growing up i watched jackie and jazz and jacqueline and you know and Alicia Fox, I had just seen her at a signing the other day and I went up to her and I was just like, thank you for everything that you did because even me, like watching them grow up gave us little girls hope that they were, you know, you, we could look like this and, and wrestle and go on. And now that's, to me, I hope to get to a point where that doesn't even matter, that that doesn't dictate how someone's pushed or, all, you know, because at the end of the day, we all share one goal and that's to be the best of the best. And it's beautiful mm -hmm. when we do get to see, um, you know, more African-American wrestlers succeed and stuff. So just even being a part of the faction, the baddies, it was all female, black, African-Americans, you know, I'm, yes, I'm Afro-Latina, but I'm still African-American. And just even that for having that in AEW was a good time, a good run. And I think that the possibilities are endless. I'm not ever going to let go of hope that there will always be better for us. Just not even African-American women, but women in general and wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, it's gotten better, but it can always get even more better. So I'm yeah. hopeful for the future, of course. And now speaking of Afro-Latina, I feel like some people, including myself sometimes, because you don't necessarily, sometimes it's very prevalent. It's like you can tell somebody's Afro-Latina, right? And then sometimes you don't know, right? So coming from your position, how do you feel the represent representation of Afro-Latinas is being presented across, across the wrestling universe? I think it's hard because it's sometimes I feel there's just so much and so many individuals that are not just Afro-Latina, but just mixed in general. So it's like, I always feel like I'm stuck because I, I have to represent, you know, the Latinos because both my parents are Latinos, but obviously there has to be some sort of African-American in, in my family trail if I came out, you know, dark skin. So it's, it's a little hard because I did not grow up, you know, I, I don't even know if to say this because I don't want to stereotype, but I didn't grow up familiar with fried chicken and collard greens because I grew up in a Latino home. So I was eating arepa. So it's a little hard sometimes because it's almost like, you know, if you don't represent one, then one group wants to get upset and or feel like you should, you know, but it's it's hard. I think I I strive to always represent both because there's not very a lot of Afro Latinas. You know, whenever I win a title, I hope to be the first Afro Latina because I am Afro and I am Colombian, full Colombian. And you know, we don't have a Colombian champion in AEW at the moment. And I could say around the world, there is some. I'm I'm sure there's around the world. I mean, just like television yeah. perspective um mm -hmm. but you know we do have some latina women as well over at the wwe and stuff like that so it's only getting better i just want to 
give more awareness to people that Latinos aren't always Mexicans. And it's not a knock to Mexico. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's just for people to educate themselves more and know that Latinos is more than Mexico. There's Colombia. There's there's so many more countries. So that's yeah. the only thing I wish other people would see. And sometimes it's hard because I don't, I always say I don't fit in. I blend in so much sometimes and I don't ever really, really speak Spanish when I'm at television, unless I'm mm -hmm. talking with Ty or Thunder Rose or people that know that I'm Hispanic from both mm -hmm. my parents. So it's like, I always just feel like I'm, I just say I'm unique. I don't ever fit in anywhere, really. I'm a little bit of here, a little bit of there. So, yeah, you know, I'm happy with yeah. it. I'm not, you know, they have. Yeah, it, it speaks to, um, it speaks to the great thing, because I often feel like that too, being of West Indian descent, but growing up in Canada, but now living in America, it's a very um, different, my experience growing up was totally different. Um, and you know, that's a whole nother thing. Oh. Um, but like, I definitely get it because sometimes it's kind of like, <laughs> like people assume like literally a friend the other day, it's like, nah, I thought you was from, I was like, nah, I'm not. And then he said, oh, that makes a lot of sense in how you perceive certain things. So I the uniqueness. <laughs> I absolutely understand where you come from because my friends that know me laugh. So to the outside world, people just think I'm black, right? Mm -hmm. So then I speak Spanish somewhere and people's eyes pop up because they had no idea I was Hispanic. So when they ask me where I'm from and I say I'm Hispanic, then they say, oh, I would have assumed maybe like, you know, Cuban or Dominican. And then I've had multiple people, which I never knew until I really looked in on it. I've had multiple people stop me, probably like five plus people in a good span of a time and ask me if I was Ethiopian. So I, mm. like- you know, it's always yeah. like, I always laugh as well because my friends that knew how I grew up, I grew up in Miami in a Latino home. It doesn't get any more, I feel like, Latin than that. Like, mm -hmm. live in Miami where it's like a pool of different, not only just different Hispanics, but you see everything in Miami. So growing mm -hmm. up like that, sometimes I say certain things in a certain way that my friends, they just laugh because they thought I grew up Black, but I'm no, I grew up in a Latina home. So one word would be, I went to a restaurant and eat once and I asked the waiter if he had a sauce that was more tangy. And my boyfriend, he's from Texas. So he's super country, grew up, you know, country. He just looks at me and then the waiter looks at me and they all look confused. And then I look confused. And he, <laughs> my boyfriend looks at me and he's like, you mean um, tangy, right? Is that the word tangy? Yeah, yeah tangy. tangy. Tangy, yeah, tangy. 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 And, he's, tangy. And, I, and I'm like, tangy? That doesn't sound like that's what the word would sound like. But I went around saying tangy. And he's like, no, it's tangy. But even just different things, the way I say them, you know, will let somebody know. But it's just kind of an inside joke with my friends that know that I'm Hispanic. But the, to the rest of the world, I'm either Black or if they know I'm Hispanic, they just assume I'm Dominican. Or some people actually think I'm Jamaican. They've asked me if I'm Jamaican or from Trinidad. So I'm just, I think it was, you know, they, they threw it in the pot and they stirred it up and it that was it up. So I mean, that's I the thing, the, the, di the diaspora is just, it's just the thing. Well, it's just the thing about being black. Like there's just so many, I mean, if you see both my parents, my mom can pass as white and my dad is like super dark. He looks like almost like a black Indian of some, of like some, some type. And then you, like you just never, and then you see Mara and I also two different colors. 
So the four of us is just, you know, a Benetton commercial. And it's just, you know, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. It's just, um, it's it's an amazing thing. And I understand that the sometimes not necessarily fitting in, but it's the people who sometimes don't fit in who can bring in the perspectives to make the title greater. Now, speaking of the title, we haven't seen you in a while. Um, you're bringing your gear to Jamaica. Um, will you be bringing your gear to AEW soon? Just, you know, asking for a friend. I always bring my gear. Okay. My gear is, is at AEW. <laughs> I have multiple gears at AEW. I always okay. bring gear. I'm always ready. You never know when you might pop up. So you got to stay yeah. ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? I always stay ready. There, there it is. I look forward to the readiness. I look forward to seeing all the things at All Caribbean Wrestling this weekend. Um, I look forward to your domination uh, in AEW and all the things. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things I love. When you get to speak to somebody, especially like, you know, just talking about the, just the fitting in part, that just makes me want to, not because let's all, also be honest if people haven't figured out i root for anyone black that's just how it is but there's just it's just like i just want i want more like i want to see you more i want i want to see the dominance and i feel like the education part of it and educating people on who you are and your background and all the things just helps the world become better because oh, people absolutely. might not have known so yeah. um i definitely you know wish you all the best uh i i hope you have an amazing time in Jamaica for me. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll celebrate for you too. <laughs> I appreciate it. But if not, people are not following you, how can they follow you and how can they support? They can follow me on Twitter. It's the T-H-E-E underscore red underscore velvet on Twitter. Instagram, it's L-A underscore red velvet. Those are the main two I'm always on. I do have a couple stuff on YouTube and stuff, but mainly instagram and twitter is where i'm at if you want a video i do birthdays i've been waiting for someone to have me break up with somebody i'd do it in the nicest way possible people think i'd be rude but i would do it in the nicest way possible but i do graduation videos it's all on cameo you can book it on cameo i've done a couple birthdays for people so christmas is coming up too you know you want to gift your friend a gift you know they're a fan i'll do it for them wish them a merry christmas anniversary whatever you guys want you can book me on cameo as well Oh, and get my action figure. If you're on Target, get my action figure. If you don't want to go to Target, then go to Ringside Collectibles or shopaw.com. Get my shirts. Get my action figure because when I pop up again, you're going to go looking for it and it's not going to be around. It's already hard to find, but get your hands on it now because don't say I didn't tell you so, you know. I love all that. Y'all go and support, but I'm stuck on the breakup. The break. Oh. <laughs> Because I've seen some people that are like on their cameo, they haven't known how to break up with their partner. So they've asked certain people, you know, sometimes maybe comedians or whatever to break up with their partner. That's a terrible thing. I shouldn't say that. I think it'd be funny, um, but maybe it's not funny. So maybe I shouldn't say I want to do it. But, I you know, I, you know, maybe it depends if, if you want to break up with someone like I'm probably the person to do it because then they'd laugh and they'd be my friend at the end and they forget all about the bad stuff, you know. Okay. And okay. they probably didn't need that person anyway. So there, there it is. Um, one last question. Um, and you said that you have multiple gear at AEW. Um, 
it's not a question of if it's when, and I know you're not going to, you know, I, I respect that, you know, the boundaries of that, but when it does happen, is there somebody in particular that you have your eye on in the women's locker room? That's a tough one. Cause, um, like I said, I haven't been on AEW television for a while and it's just given me a lot of time to reflect. And I think just coming, not if, when I come back, I just have a different mindset and I'm a different person and I'm a different wrestler. So I wouldn't want to single anyone out because I want to wrestle everyone. Because I just feel like I'm in a different mindset. I'm a different person. I'm a different athlete now. So mm -hmm. even having wrestled the women I've already wrestled, I just feel like they're about to get the new me and I don't think anybody's ready. But I have my eyes on a lot of people. I have my eyes on people that are in AEW. I have my eyes on people that are outside of AEW. I know that when I get back, like it's my year. I'm coming for everything everyone said I couldn't have or didn't have or didn't deserve. I'm coming for all of it. So um, I don't think people are ready, but I'm out here trying to be the best of the best. I want to elevate talent. I want to help the generations that are coming and leave, you know, my my staple in the world of wrestling. And I don't just mean, hey, I want to come and be a champion. No, I want to help bring up girls i want to help train other girls because there's going to be a day where i'm not going to do it anymore and i want to know that the wrestling world is being left behind great amazing female wrestlers and we're not going backwards so i'm just ready to, yeah i look forward to it all again y'all go and buy all our stuff somebody please just somebody and you know i i i, I love love i want relationships to stay but if you need to break up the person please book your girl because I really want to see this cameo video of the breakup video. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Make sure to book her because um, I want to see it. Um, so and it, and it could be a prank, guys. We can prank somebody. Let's not break anybody's actual heart. You know what I'm saying? But hey, if it's a prank you want to do, let's let's prank somebody. Why not? There it is. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Like I said, can't wait to see you in Jamaica and all the things. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for joining Women's Wrestling Talk. My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on all the things at TK Trinidad. Make sure you follow Women's Wrestling Talk on all the things at www.talkpod. Follow our website at www.talkpod.com. Till next time, guys. Thank you for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.